0: On this episode of the Hanford Insider, we check the busy fall calendar of events and we get to speak to some community members about the Portuguese history exhibit on display at the Carnegie Museum of Kings County.
1: This is the Hanford Insider for Monday, September 18th.
0: Welcome to this episode of the Hanford Insider. I'm your host Rob Bentley. This week's weather should be great with temperatures in the mid-80s. In City Council Commission news, the Parks and Community Services Department has installed a static message board in the Civic Auditorium Park next to the electrical panel that will eventually have a map of the downtown area and QR code links with information about historic downtown Hanford buildings. This isn't an electronic board like the one at the high schools, though. Some people were concerned about that. They also reported that a volleyball court has been installed at the Longfield Center. Let's check out this week's Hanford Community Calendar. This Saturday is the annual Kings County Special Olympics Chili Cook-Off in the Civic Park. You can go back and listen to the August 20th episode of The Insider for more details about this awesome event. The Kings County Library continues their speaker series this Saturday, September 23rd at 11 with Lauren Roosh, who will be leading a fun, cheesy scenes acting class. The Hanford Multicultural Theater presents stand-up comedian Chris Cope this Saturday, September 23rd at the Little Brick Theater at 119 and a half North Dowdy Street. Visit HanfordMTC.com for more information. Now that the weather is cooling down, there are quite a few fall activities lined up. The 4th Annual Hanford Pumpkin Patch on Flint Avenue between Dowdy and Highway 43 opens on September 30th. The 44th Renaissance of Kings Fair will be held on October 7th and 8th in the Civic Park. Some of you have been asking about the Annual Moon Festival in China Alley. Right now, the event is on hold due to restoration projects. To learn more about the projects, visit ChinaAlley.com. Pioneer Elementary School will be holding their annual Halloween Carnival on October 7th. Contact the school parent club for details. Finally, on October 7th, the King's Art Center is hosting their Flocktoberfest fundraiser event. Tickets are still available at kingsartcenter.org. And looking at the calendar, October 14th certainly is a busy day. On October 14th, the Hanford Chamber of Commerce will be holding their Harvest Fest Fall Market at the Hanford Mall. They're in search of vendors for the event. Visit HanfordChamber.com for more details. The Kings County Sheriff's Department and Hanford Police Departments will be hosting a cornhole tournament that day at a private location. Contact KCSO Sergeant Andrew Mazza for more information. October 14th concludes with the annual Hanford Police Officers Association Oktoberfest Beer Festival that will be held in the Civic Park. As many of you know, I'm a board member and volunteer at the Carnegie Museum of Kings County. We are dedicated to telling the stories of the people of the area. Since opening in 2021, we've had the opportunity to feature exhibits about things such as the March Bank Speedway, Lamore Naval Air Station, Black History, and Sports History to name a few. In 2023, the museum board decided that we wanted to focus on the history of the Portuguese people in our community, past and present. Last week at the opening of the Hotalos Exhibit 3, I had the opportunity to sit down with the curators of the exhibit, Kathy Mendez Gulley and Michael Simas, to get a recap of parts 1 and 2 and get a preview of this final exhibition. I finish up the interview with the president of the museum, Jack Schwartz. Mm So, Kathy, we are at part three of the Hotalos exhibition, and it's been so fantastic to not only get to know you, but get to know the Portuguese people. Not being Portuguese myself, I've learned so much. But I'm curious, uh, what what kind of made you think about uh, featuring the Portuguese community in Kings County in this way for a whole year?
1: Well, I didn't think about doing it for a whole year. In fact... My thought was, I would tell the Carnegie to do this. And I was thinking, you know, we've done a lot about the history of the Chinese who um, were part of Hamford's history. And we've talked about the railroad. We've talked about um, Black History Month. But we just hadn't, there hadn't been anything about the Portuguese people. And I thought, on a whim, I was just going to throw that out there and I just assumed they would take my letter and either do it or I would never hear from them again.
0: When you heard back from the Carnegie Museum board, uh, what was your reaction? I'm curious.
1: I, I was actually quite surprised. Um, in fact, Jack called. He was very friendly, very courteous. And he said, we'd kind of like for you to put together a little outline for us, you know, because we... We aren't really sure, you know, what we would cover, so if you could put together an outline for us and come present it at a, at a meeting. So the good thing is I had been doing this research on local Portuguese families since about the year 2000, and I had pages and pages of newspaper clippings, of interesting stories about local Portuguese families, um, photographs of... Um, cemetery of grave markers for people that had some real tragedies in their life I'd sat and spoke with lots of elderly people who shared their memories with me and so when Jack said yeah we think we want to do this I was ready to go I had I I was packed up and ready to go because I had the stories I had the people I had the pictures and all I needed was a place to place to do it
0: what amazing timing that was. That was that's wonderful. Um, so we're starting the third part of the Hatalis exhibition. It's going to run through December 17th. So if they haven't been to parts one and two, are there parts where they can see, they can kind of see what was done? And then what's in part three that they can see? Well,
1: the, the wonderful thing about the way the Carnegie um, structured this and was that each exhibit stands on its own. You could come and see Exhibit 1, and it would not be necessary for you to then follow up with 2 or 3, although once you saw Exhibit 1, I think you wanted to follow up, but the same with Exhibit 2. Once you came and saw Exhibit 2, it was okay if you hadn't seen Exhibit 1, and um, Jack had the wonderful suggestion that in each exhibit, we do a little recap of the previous exhibit, So that has worked out very, very well. But um, Exhibit 3, like the other two, it stands on its own. As you know, most of the Azorean immigrants who came here were uneducated people, and they were suited for very hard work. They were accustomed to hard work. And so they were perfectly suited for the work here in the Valley that was available at the time, which was herding sheep or milking cows. And um, that ended up becoming uh, what they were very, very good at. And so many uh, in the 70s, in the 60s and the 70s, most of the dairies in Kings County, about 90 percent, were owned by Portuguese Americans. And so it's become their legacy. And what we're seeing now is that with second and third generation um, born to Azorean immigrants, they have opportunity for education that their parents and grandparents didn't have. So they're still interested in the ag business. They wanna they wanna farm, they wanna be crop scientists, they wanna be dairy scientists, but most of them don't want to be on the dairy milking cows twice a day, feeding cows twice a day. And so they're still in the ag business but in different parts of it. So that's we're looking at some of the dairies that have been around for 80 and 90 years, but we're also looking at some of the other um, career paths that people Portuguese people have chosen that is in the ag industry.
0: So that's what I was going to ask you about, actually, because, you know, not everybody in Hanford knows. They don't know uh, Janice Noga's uh, connection or even Steve Perry. Who are some of the names that they can see and learn more about at this exhibit?
1: Well, um, you know, s- some people settled in, in Kings County, Originally And then moved on But met, there are many families here That have been here since before um, 1900 And so some of those We're, were showcasing this exhibit The family of uh, Manuel Neves his family now, it's in the fifth generation of farming on a piece of property that he purchased with a $10 gold piece over on Laguna Avenue. We're talking about the Brown family, whose original Portuguese name was De Brum and was changed to Brown. Uh, we're looking at Rosa Brothers Milk Company. Um, We're also, let's see, there's even a little bit about some of the um, Portuguese people who are not in dairy or farming, but in other industries connected, like George Soares. We've got uh, John Migliazzo, David Valadeo, and Victor Rosa, one of our newcomers to the United States. He was born here shortly after his parents immigrated in 1968. So a lot of names you'll recognize here, uh, and maybe some that you aren't familiar with or that you've heard before and you don't know much about. So this is your chance to get to know them.
0: Well, Kathy, thank you so much for coming on the show, and it's just been so wonderful getting to know you. I'd like to thank you on behalf of all of Hanford for, for everything that you've done, and thank you for sharing your family history with us.
1: Thank you. This has been the honor of my life. Thank you.
0: Michael Seamus is one of the curators of the Hatalis exhibit. And uh, Michael, can you tell us about how you got involved in the Hatolus uh, exhibit? Uh, yes. Uh- Back in 2021, 2022,
2: uh, the board met with uh, Kathy Mindas Gilly to discuss doing a, an exhibit on the Portuguese history of Kings County, and uh, we were just going to do a single three, four-month exhibit. And after we started talking about the different stories and different economic stories and, and different people of the area... We decided that uh, we're going to have to do it in one year, and so what we did was we decided to cut the exhibit up into three separate sections, and um, it worked out well. Uh, The amount of of involvement, the amount of donations, the amount of artifacts that we were given to put on this exhibit would never have happened if we didn't have the immense community support that we
0: received. So um, I know you've, uh, you've been able to share a lot of your family stories in the exhibition. What are some of your favorites that you'll share with us? Uh, out of my own family? Yeah. Oh, um, well, my grandmother,
2: uh, Seamus, uh, was, she had a camera and she documented the daily life of the dairy family that my father and my uncles and my aunts grew up in North Hanford and uh i took some of these pictures over to show my uncle who's 92 and uh he just started laughing and he telling me stories about the different pictures that we saw i think the one that made me laugh the most was there was a picture of a brand new dodge pickup from the 1950s in which the whole family was swarming it climbing all over it and he had told me that This was the day that this truck came to the ranch. His father, my grandfather, bought it and brought it home, and the family was so excited to see the truck. They just crawled all over it like a bunch of children, and you the pictures on the exhibit here today, and it is. You can just see the joy in everybody's face, just so happy to have that truck.
0: That's amazing. You know, Michael, thank you so much for all that you do for the history of uh, not only Kings County, but the entire Valley. I know you have a lot of followers on your Facebook pages and uh, you're always willing to take a look at somebody's treasure. So thank you so much for everything that you do for local history.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Okay. And finally, we're here with Jack Schwartz, the president of the Carnegie Museum of Kings County. How are you doing, Jack? Doing very well, thank you. Hey, Jack, this Hatalos exhibition has just knocked it out of the park. Uh, Can you tell us a little, some of the highlights of 2023
3: and the Hatalos exhibition? I'd say there are really two things that have stood out to me. The first is how the community has supported this exhibition, both financially and through providing memorabilia and artifacts. But more importantly is the, I see families coming in, multi-generational families coming in and telling stories about their own history so that the grandchildren and the children can learn about their heritage. And that is really, really special. That's awesome. So on the heels of the Hitalis
0: exhibition, what's next for the Carnegie Museum of Kings County?
3: Well, the next thing we're doing is we will be taking a small break because we will be introducing our capital improvements projects. Um, in December, on December 9th, when we have our uh, cocktail party fundraiser at the Fraternal Hall. And we have several projects, including um, seismic retrofit, ADA accessibility, redoing the floors, redoing the um, glazing and windows and uh, outside, uh, redoing the landscaping. And what we're fundraising for right now through December is to refinish the original 1905 floors, so that when people come into the museum, they will have that sense of history and have the original floors. So we'll be doing that. Hopefully we'll have the funds raised by the end of December. January we'll be um, refinishing the floors. And then our next exhibition, uh, starting in February or maybe early March, will be a salute to the Asian American community and the Pacific Island communities here in Kings County.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Jack, thank you for all that you do, and thank you for coming on the show. And we wish the Carnegie Museum of Kings
3: County the best. Thank you very much. We are here as stewards of this building and the museum, and it is the community's museum.
0: And now it's time for Hanford Insider Sports with Eric Bentley. We'll start with Hanford High as the offense continues to impress. The Bullpups were able to defeat Redwood 47-28. to They're now 4-1 and on the season, and they won't be in action this week as they're on by. Hanford West suffered another close loss, this time to Avenal, final score of that game 20-10. to The Huskies now 0-4 on the season, and they'll get a much-needed break as they are on by this week as well sierra pacific was on by this past week so they'll be in action on friday as they head on the road to take on kern valley as always if you're a fan or a coach that wants your team featured send us an email at hanfordinsider at gmail.com i'm eric bentley and this has been your hanford insider sports report well that's all the time we have for today's show If you'd like to join the Hanford Insider email list, send a subscribe request to hanfordinsider at gmail.com. Help me get the word out about the show by liking or sharing on social media, or you can just tell a friend. For more information about the show, you can find this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, threads, and YouTube at Hanford Insider. If you have a show idea, I'd love to hear it. Email me at hanfordinsider at gmail.com. Have a great week.